0: Please, God, I have two requests. Grant them so I'll know I can count on you. First, lay off the afflictions. The terror is too much for me. Second, address me directly so I can answer you. Or let me speak and then you answer me. How many sins have been charged against me? Show me the list. How bad is it? Why do you stay hidden and silent? Why treat me like I'm your enemy? Why kick me around like an old tin can? Why beat a dead horse? You compile a long list of mean things about me, even hold me accountable for the sins of my youth. You hobble me so I can't move about. You watch every move I make and brand me as a dangerous character, like something rotten. Human life fast decomposes like a moth eaten shirt or a mildewed blouse. Lay off the afflictions, the terror is too much for me. That was Job chapter 13, verse 20 through 27, the message version. I always love that version because it's the most raw, the most real. I thought to go to Job because out of all the people in the Bible, Job suffered the most affliction. So we know, right? Because it's his story, but everybody has their own, and so we can't say who suffered the most, but his story is always painted as just the greatest of afflictions. If you don't know who Job is in the Bible, Job was a servant of God. He loved God, and he had a family, had children. In the Word of God, it says that Satan went to heaven and asked God about Job. He said something like, "I noticed your servant Job," and God was like, "Yeah, he's faithful. He loves me. He's true." And Satan asked for Job. I guess he asked to test him, and God gave him permission because he knew he could trust Job. So he says, "You know, you can do whatever." you want, but don't touch his soul. In other words, you can't kill him. So so Job goes through affliction after affliction, which includes his kids, all of his kids dying in one day, losing his livestock. I mean, he starts having different skin issues. He goes through it. This is just, of course, a summary. I would actually prefer if you would read it yourself. The book is called Job, and it's in the Bible. But what I just read to you was something Job actually said. And believe it or not, it may not be the same as Job, but I felt every single word. Life is typically hard. It's been hard since the moment that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. <laughs> and to make matters worse, Cain kills Abel out of jealousy. And on and on and on throughout the history of mankind, we just face trials and difficulty, hoping that one day we'll get through it. But when you overcome one thing, another thing comes. There are times when they're big, like losing a family, unexpectedly losing a job, losing a child, having to unfortunately relocate, losing your house, going into foreclosure, not having any money, not being able to eat, not being able to support your family, having a child with a mental illness, having a child or a person you know with any illness, someone getting shot, someone getting stabbed. I mean, the endless amount of things that us as a human race have to deal with on a daily basis is a lot. Some people give up. Some people throw in the towel and they end their life. For the rest of us, we... Have a small glimmer of hope that things would get better, and so we keep pushing, we keep striving. What makes it difficult is that there are times when it's really, really hard, like most of the things that I mentioned, and then you have those weeks when nothing is going right. I mean, like the whole day is just not going right, (laughs) and you wonder, like, when is it gonna end? Like, when am I gonna catch a break? And all I understood from this verse was, when is when is it going to end? We hear, or the Bible tells about Job's quote-unquote happy ending. Everything that was lost is replaced two times fold. He has more children, more than he had lost. He becomes again the richest man and he's wealthy and, you know, it's it's good. Like, things work out. And we like to hear about the end, but the middle, the middle of the affliction is so, it feels long. It feels never-ending. So what do you do? What do you do when you're in the middle of it? Where do you go? Where do you turn? Who do I run to when I feel like even God is against me? I've realized that I have an avoidant personality. It's new. I don't feel like I've always had that, but because I feel like I've always been confrontational, especially growing up. If I had an issue, we're going to talk it through right then and there. Lately, I have realized uh, I, I like running away from my problems. I like running away from the things that make me uncomfortable because I don't feel like being uncomfortable. I don't feel like experiencing these feelings. And I know I, talk about it all the time on my podcast, to feel, 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 but I would be remiss if I said that I liked it. Something can be good for you and you still hate it. (laughs) I don't like to feel these days. Something's just hurt too much. I've heard of a couple people say like, I would like to feel, but I don't. And I don't, I see the pros and I see the cons (laughs) in that. And the pros are, great, you don't have to suffer with the rest of us that feel everything. And the con is, how could you relate to me? How could you form a bond with me if you don't know how to feel anything? I've come to realize that, you know, as much people as I would think, you know, listen to the podcast because it's me. I've realized that a majority of people listen because they can relate. Either your story is similar are maybe completely different but at some point in time you understood the feelings that i relay how to cope how to cope with the daily struggles there are a lot of things that went wrong <laughs> this week i forgot to do something really important i was supposed to return this is not a part of it but i forgot to do something important and then I returned an Amazon package that was supposed to be for for UPS to FedEx. I had to go back to a UPS, and that was just a mess. My mom asked me to help her with something, and the whole time I was just like, you're more than capable of doing this yourself. Like, Why must you ask me if I'm already feeling overwhelmed? I hate living in South Florida, specifically for traffic. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You have disagreements with your friends and I think the kicker for me this week was getting a text saying, hey, can we talk? And not being able to have that conversation for another 24 hours. I don't know about you guys, but that's not okay. (laughs) Like you don't tell anybody, hey, can we talk? And not talk immediately, (laughs) at least within the first day. That's like anxiety at its best. The reason I was able to go through those 24 hours without being admitted into a mental health facility is truly because I sat there, I was getting gas at the moment, and I told myself, hmm, the worst thing, the worst news I could hear right now from anyone would be that someone that I love has died. Knowing that that person wasn't going to give me that news honestly, it helped me to relax. It made me realize that whatever it was, I would have to face it head on and would have to just deal with it. I don't know if that was a good coping mechanism. It sounds extremely dark, <laughs> but it helped me. In the past, I would go get ice cream and see if that made me feel better. Talking to some friends sometimes makes me feel better. Listening to music even cleaning my room, cleaning a house, cleaning a certain part, maybe even the car makes me feel better, watching television, maybe going outside for a walk, anything at this point I've realized that will serve as a distraction feels better to me than having to face what I don't want to face, having to feel what I don't want to feel. I always like to say this because I do agree with it. Like, life shouldn't be this hard. (laughs) The last thing, though, that I would ever want to do is pick up maladaptive behaviors to cover up my feelings or to suppress my emotions. I'm not going to be a girl that's going to go out and party. I'm not going to drink multiple drinks to drown out my sorrows. I have never smoked, so I wouldn't even think to make that be a coping mechanism for myself. I'm not about to entertain somebody's son for a few hours to get past this pain. I just I don't believe in doing that. Not only because it does not help, it also doesn't last long. So I rather do things that won't hurt me in the long run that won't last long than do things that will. I know it won't rain forever, but it's definitely raining today, guys. Let me pray. Gracious Father, I just want to tell you thank you for it's hard to say everything because if I have to be honest, I'm not thankful for absolutely everything. Some things I'm like, you could have saved that for like, never. <laughs> you didn't have to let that happen today or let those cards fall into play. Just a lot of different things that I'm like, oh, I could have done without this. And I feel like Job God, his letters, the ones he wrote. Those were his ways of coping, and although my avenue of coping is not writing, talking to others, talking through the podcast, creating videos, it helps me out a little bit, but I feel like I'm being tossed around like a tin can, and I don't like it. Help me to see the beautiful things of this storm. Help me to see the beauty in the storm. Help me to see the purpose for the rain. And I don't only pray that for myself, but for everyone that is fighting their own battles. For those who have sleepless nights and just don't know when things will get better. And they listen to me say it does not rain always, but for them it's been raining for years. And they're constantly having to see other people's sunshine while standing under their own cloud. I pray that you will strengthen those who are weak, be a father to the fatherless, and encourage all of those who need encouragement. I don't ask this because I deserve anything, but because you are still a great God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. It does not rain always, but it's raining today. Go stand in the pain.